What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Glory Boys podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Austin. I'm Darren. I'm Trev. And this podcast was built with creatives in mind, really with the goal of helping creatives build wealth. Wait a second. Why is there only three of us? What? So we're down a member. Yeah, so Man down. Here's the thing. We're one man down. Man down. Yeah. We're man still down, man down. We're still boys, but yeah. we have one less yeah. boy, a part of the boys. Right. Right. And, and, and that's okay. Why is that? R.I.P. Well, he's still alive. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Because I yeah. was just wondering. Yeah. No, he just texted me. He's still alive. Oh, Praise good. God. Um, yep. No, he had a, Ray had a baby. And uh, yeah. so unfortunately he won't <clears throat> be a, a a host on the show. Um, obviously, we'll have him, we'd love to have him back on the show all the time. Yeah. He's still a great friend of ours. Mm-hmm. But he got a new job because they Babies provide. Babies are expensive. They, well, <laughs> and it's not even that. We just we can't offer our, our employees right now the insurance that it takes to take care of having children. And sure. I don't have any yet, but I'm uh, I'm assuming it's really expensive. It is, yeah. Even with an insurance and uh <laughs> 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 insurance yeah. is expensive. If you're a creative entrepreneur and you've tried to hire somebody, yeah. um, you probably know that benefits are not typically a part of the gig when mm, you're hiring right. employees, mm. at least not, you know, in the first five years. I know like a lot of uh, the companies too now have like paternity leaves and paid mm-hmm. and like yeah. maternity or whatever. It's just like tons of time off and tons of paid time. And right. unfortunately, we're just not in a place that we can offer that. We want to someday. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just right now, we're still infant little baby children, still crushing life. And yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we're super excited for Ray and mm-hmm. Beverly. They had their son, Noah Rain. So yeah. He's Cute. a little cutie. Yeah, yeah. he is. And uh, so we're super excited for him. But yeah, he will not be on the show, at least not for a little while. Yep. Um, right. But again, we'd love to have him back. And uh, today, what are we talking about? Uh, We're talking about core values. So many of you probably know we operate a full-time business called Glory Visuals that these two started. Um, And as a part of that, we operate under a set of core values, SGV. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit today um, and get into why those are important uh, how we co- how we came up with them, mm-hmm. everything like that. So yeah. yeah, core values are something that we should have done a long time ago. Um, so learn from our mistake. We hope that this encourages you. We hope that it adds value to you. Ultimately, we wouldn't be sitting here and putting the time and energy into this podcast if we didn't want it to deliver value to you guys. And so we hope yeah. that you get something out of this. Feel free to steal our core values uh, yeah. as much as you want. But yeah. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into this episode. Let's go. <laughs> core values. Core values. Core values. Values in your core. Honestly, they're uh, they're something that I never realized how important they were to have um, until we started kind of thinking about writing them down and getting those. I care about culture a lot in our company, and um, you can't really have culture if you have nothing to point a true north, to, like mm. your employees, to to point them to something. Yeah. Um, so if you're building culture, you can't just build it off how you feel that day or build it sure. off how you just act or how you usually are, uh, you have to actually write them down and then people can see the reason of why we do what uh, said thing. Sure. So the reason why we even started thinking about it was as you know, the company grew beyond, beyond you and I, like you and I kind of can just roll back yeah, and you, forth you and carry the values. kind of figure it out. We yeah. understand each other enough now that we're, you know, you know, we know exactly what to do and how to do it without really saying it or pointing to a something that has it written down. Sure. But like, as we brought more people in, I was like, man, I feel like culture slipping this way or culture slipping that way. And mm-hmm. how can we maintain it and manage it really well? And mm-hmm. besides just me and my internal brain 
trying to manage it and and get mad at this thing or be excited about this thing, but I never really had anything to like quantify what's Mm -hmm. right versus what's wrong. Sure. So we, we didn't really read um, traction, but we were told to read traction. So we, we read the first few chapters. <laughs> yeah, first few which chapters. Which the step one is to do the core values and there stuff. You go. Now we can probably read the rest of the book because we've done that step. But fair enough. So Traction's a book by Gino Wickman. It's very popular in really all business worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we have a lot of people that have told us that it's great. So we checked it out. Um, first mm-hmm. few chapters um, is uh, VTO, which is a vision traction organizer, which we did that. We talked yep. about that on the show before mm-hmm. and it's super boring to me. So I don't really want to get into <laughs> all the details, but if you are curious on how to get that system in place, traction, the first few chapters, check them out. Um, it'll help kind of set that uh, base for you guys and your company. Nice. So what's the, what's the role of the core values like by themselves? So you mentioned yep. like you were thinking of them as, as, kind of like a culture sustainer, mm-hmm. right? And kind of a guide. But uh, I guess as you move forward, as you try and implement, uh, what what role do they play? And also, I also want to ask, was it easier or more difficult than you thought to put them on paper? Mm. More difficult? Mm-hmm. We revised them a few times. Yeah. yeah. I'll answer that one first because it's the easier answer. Sure. I feel like it was more difficult and more time consuming. Yeah. Um, we wrote them. I think we actually reviewed them on our VTO episode, the first like V1. Mm. And we went back and just trashed all five of them and yeah. rewrote them completely. Um, and I think on on kind of V3 was where we really felt, okay, this represents us, um, the language, and they're simple to understand. They don't feel too cliche. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like it was a little bit more difficult. And it was a time a process of, you know, developing them, the V1 per se, mm-hmm. presenting it to the team, getting feedback, yeah. taking, you know, we took two, three months, I think in between that or even more maybe um, before we revisited them, rewrote them, represented them to the team, had a d- discussion and an open um, conversation about what were, what are our thoughts mm-hmm. um, until we finally, you know, kind of put the stamp of approval on them, got them printed, put a poster sure. on the wall yeah. um, and all of that. So yeah, I think it is, it's something that it takes time um, but you're really just, you're trying to put words to who you are and, mm-hmm. and yeah. who your company, um, the type of people that it attracts, not only in employees, but also in clients. Cause I think that's to go back to your other question of the yeah. roles that it serves. I think it's right. dual purpose. Not only does it give you that North star mm-hmm. and the expectation that you can then hold people to of like, Hey, this is who we are. And it's, it's spelled out cleanly. You can't hold something or you can't hold somebody to something that you haven't told them that you're expecting of them. Yeah. And so having that not only, you know, gives you something as that gold standard to hold your employees to and your team, Mm -hmm. but it also as an outward facing, um, it also kind of gives you, um, an idea of what types of clients you're looking for. And I've found myself multiple times on client calls, referencing these core values and actually using them to sell our services to wow. them because I believe in them and right. I think it's it's something that sets us apart. And so, yeah, I think it's yeah. there's multiple purposes, both internal and external um, to having those core values kind of written out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you were coming up with them, was it like, uh, did you think or feel like you were trying to have too many or felt like you didn't have enough or like, what's that? Because I feel like a lot of people are thinking like, oh, they want a magic number or, you sure. know, they want this or that, but 
uh, I guess, explain how you knew, like, kind of when you, even from V1 to V3, when you were dwindling them down, how did you, like, recognize that sweet spot? Um, they recommend, I think, three to eight in traction or something, mm. something like that. They okay. recommend not having too many. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and so I think we kind of just tried to like, okay, let's live within that initially. Um, and then I feel like the V3 was really just a complete reapproach sure. because they were mm-hmm. worded differently. The first one was like very, um, I don't even remember like some, it was like, we're a family and it was like, okay, but what does that mean? Yeah. And so it was very vague. Um, and so honor each other, like was one of the ones that we came up with in our final. And mm-hmm. like, that's part of being a family that yes, yeah. we may fight, we may disagree, right. but at the end of the day, we have a level of honor and respect for one another and we want to serve each other. And so, um, it was really sitting down and like, okay, what, what are the characteristics that we want our clients to see without us tell- having to tell them? Right. Um, but not only that, how can we, how do we interact as a team as well? A lot of them are, are actually focused internally on how I'm interacting with the team rather than being client facing, but it kind of applies to both types of relationships. Um, and so when we're developing them, I think it was just, we didn't really feel like there was anything to add to the five that we came up with. Mm -hmm. And it just felt like a reasonable number. Yeah. Some, some companies have like 11 and I feel like that's Phew. just really overwhelming. Yeah. Right. Um, and so we landed on five. Is it five? Yeah, it is five. five. I just looked. I th- or I, that's what VTO suggests. Um, yeah. So it was, it was mostly oh, yeah. a recommendation from sure. the EOS system of like, Hey, this is what we found Got works it. best for most companies. And it's based off of thousands of different businesses across different industries. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of it was just taken there. But yeah, for me, I'm like, yeah, let's like, you know, be nice to each other sometimes, <laughs> right, right. most of the time, like just really vague, like silly ones. And yeah. then, so we kind of wrote out things that matter to me. And then Austin just helped me like narrow down just in a more of a generalized like statement of something that we can live by yeah. that kind of covered those few things. So we lumped a few of the, the really values or, or things that we really cared about mm-hmm. under like one umbrella of, okay. of a statement. You got to simplify it. Yeah. I imagine it probably helps with like hiring too and like future hiring mm-hmm. because you know then the type of people and the type of characteristics yeah. of people that you want to bring on the team or that would be a good fit or not a good fit. Yeah. Uh, so I imagine it goes a long way with that. But let me ask you this too. Can your values change? Should they change? Can they change? You know, obviously from V1 to V3, that was kind of, that was changing technically, sure. but, but maybe more simplifying. What about like yeah. five or 10 years down the road from now? Can core values change? I think, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see why they couldn't. I mean, we, yeah. we just did a logo rebrand five years in, which mm-hmm. we, I didn't think we would do as soon as we did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they can be changed, but you, it's just a balance where you obviously don't want to be switching them up all the time. And I think that's why we put so much time or had such a long period of time that it took to really finalize them because we didn't want to have to go back and revise them right away. Um, And so, yeah, I feel like at least, you know, the next five years we can ride out these core values. And if there's a major pivotal shift in the direction of the company or, you know, there's a revelation of something that's like, I think maybe we would add something to yeah. them. 
probably mm-hmm. more likely to add than take away or, right. or swap one. But yeah, I think I don't think there's any reason that they can't be changed, but obviously you want to like with a logo, you know, the more you switch it up, the less people can recognize what, right. what's real. Yeah. Um and so yeah, being being very thoughtful and intentional um on the front end so that you don't have to be modifying them, but yeah. then realizing that it, it can be fluid, I think. Right. Yeah, I think sometimes just like a, a word on a board can be swapped out and people may not even notice. I really believe that culture's caught, not just taught. So mm-hmm. if people just look at a thing on the on the wall and they're just reading them, like trying to be them or just, I, I think you just, you become them just by being at in in the house or in yeah. the office or in wherever, you know, on the shoot. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of where we're at. It, it's interesting. I was just listening to a guy, I was at a conference recently and uh, this guy of a huge company um, is really, really successful. He was talking about how um, the hiring process and and their kind of value system and all of that. And I was like really intrigued, obviously, mm-hmm. with us finally getting ours together. And he said that for every 30, he, he said like over the 33,000 empl- uh, applications he's received in the last year or whatever, um, he only got 176 employees out of that because they're so like their whole process is so strenuous, strenuous. They go through like the, what's the like, um, get not giftings, but their strength finders. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What's that called again? Strengths finders. Well, like, is that the actual name of it or the, it's like Gallup's, it's the Gallup's, Gallup's one? Yeah. Yeah. So I, he named a couple things off where like okay. that's like number one to make sure they fit culture wise. Then they go to these like other, like they interview with multiple different people. And I, I just was thinking about that. I'm like, I probably will want to be like with onboarding you. It was just yeah. like, want a job? Sure. Cool. <laughs> Come on in, dude. Here's yeah. like a piece of paper. Like we're learning too, but sure. you know, like the, as we let people in, it's really important you influence this company. Yeah. You bring whatever you have to the table, whether that's sure. good stuff or bad stuff. Yep. Right. And if I just like just let whoever work for us, they're going to start tearing down the culture of this company, which will be an unhealthy place for me, yeah. us to work. It'll be not fun. We'll lose the excitement of what we get to do every day. Yeah. And so for me, it made me think down the road of like, man, when we're going to be you know, 10, 20, 40 employees, a hundred employees someday, mm-hmm. I really do want to maybe brush up on how we're approaching hiring on people. Yeah. We just, we don't need a bunch of bodies to f- fill the right. seats. We, right. need, we need people that have ideas that are excited, that love the things that a lot of things that we love that, yeah. um, you know, there's just a lot of things that I care about that I um, want to be impacting and influencing this company. And so, yeah, it just like opened my eyes to be like, wow, these companies are like crazy how they go through the process of hiring and, and they talked about their core values and they go down the list of like, Hey, are these, do these sit with you? Like, does this rub you the wrong way or does this align with your spirit and your your heart? And just like all of that stuff really matters when you're hiring. Yeah, Yeah. that's great. So I want to get into the specifics of what they are uh, for GV and for our company. Um, so I guess I don't even know if there's a certain order. They're obviously listed in an order out there, but I don't know that one's more important than the other. But one thing I, I do like, um, just as an employee is that we've implemented this core value of the week, uh, which number one is a good reminder of the core values. They're always top of mind so that it doesn't become just a poster on the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But then the other thing that it does is self-evaluation and top of your mind. You start recognizing that core value lived out in your day-to-day mm-hmm. throughout that same week. Uh, and you can identify like, yep. oh, I just did a really good job at X or oh, I could have done a better job at X, you know? So it keeps them, it reminds you what they are, but it keeps them top of mind and you can really see the application. So I've personally really, really enjoyed that. Um, But let's start just with the first one, serve others. Um, And I guess for each of these, maybe we just talk about uh, where it came from, why why it's a core value of ours, and and maybe how, just briefly, how that's demonstrated in the work that we do. Uh, So serving others has always been um, kind of the, not a tagline, but just that that's always been first, even from following you guys before I even worked here. I think that's very evident to the public eye that GV is there to serve people and not serve ourselves. And it's mm-hmm. not about us. So, yeah. um, I really have appreciated that. I know kind of, I love how you said, um, kind of the, the, I can't remember it. Culture's, culture's caught. caught, not taught. Caught, yeah, not yeah, taught. Yeah. 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 Uh, I love that because, it, it like really is true. And I think I would like to think I serve others pretty well, even prior to getting here, but I can really see the change in my mindset and in my heart, um, approaching even outside of work, helping friends, if it's with a video or helping them without serving my spouse, you guys are mm-hmm. an incredible example of serving your spouses as well. Um, and so I actually really have felt the impact of what it means to to embody this core value just by seeing great examples mm. of it around me. Sick. That's uh, great. Yeah. So, so I've appreciated that and glory to God for, for, um, you know, a- allowing us to act in that way, allowing yeah. us to reminding us, um, of, of that truth. Cause ultimately we're here to serve him above right. all else. And so yeah. anyway, yeah, you guys, you guys talk about how, how did that become kind of at the forefront and why is yeah. that so important? I think it's one of the first things we ever talked about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've always talked about um, giving more value or giving value first um, in disproportion to the monetary gain that you get back. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, that was one of the first uh, things early on that we just shared was this desire to just serve our clients really well and to exceed their expectations. And yep. I think that's been pivotal in the growth and sustainability of our company. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I'll say about that core value, it's it's interesting how your perspective changes. I think initially that was a very client-facing value, mm-hmm. um, but I think we actually wrote that almost more so, or at least just as much for the interactions between our team internally, yeah. um, that we could get into a place really easily where you know we know that we're serving the client that's paying our bills, but we're not necessarily serving one another as team. Um, we have a unique team in that we have been familiar and really had f- prior friendships with everyone that we've hired up until this point. And I think that's right. to your point, Darren, why we've been able to hire so quickly is because we knew the person and we knew, yeah. you know, we knew that Trev fit the core values. If right. he was a random coming in for an interview, yeah, yeah, so we would have to take them through that to figure that out. Right. Um, but we had already kind of had a preconceived notion of what of the fact that you already lived out these core values. So just to read the description. So each of these kind of has just a little, a little paragraph, nothing crazy complicated, but for serve others, it says it is a true joy to serve. And before I move on, all of our core values are action oriented. So they all begin with a verb. 
um, which is just something that we chose. We liked that format. Uh, this could be service. That could be the core value. We just chose um, to have it be an action instead of just a noun. Um, so serve others. It is a true joy to serve. I give, I give without expectation of anything in return. And I think from the lens of the other person, no pun intended, I think from the lens of the other person, company, or clients coming to the table with ideas for their benefit. I am proactive in identifying and solving problems or needs. Yeah, that and yeah, that can literally, like you said, be interactive with us in the office or on set with a client or just like how we live our daily lives. Yeah. I, I really think that it just like runs into every part of life. But yeah. I think of even just hearing that, what's the last line or whatever? Um, I should know it. You should just leave it up. I know, yeah. But the last line... I'm proactive in identifying and solving problems or needs. So like even just the needs part, I thought of like today, we had a bunch of people in our studio that rented our studio. Our studio is really cheap to rent. It's like 120 bucks. And uh, we provide it with tons of snacks. Um, I brought down a bunch of sparkling waters and there's food and like whatever. And there was like nine or 10 kids here. There was like a bunch of moms and dads and then the film crew that was here. And we're like, hey, like, this is just here for you. Right. But like you consumed as much, like as much food as you did in the rental. So, like, you, you know, like, cause we buy good snacks, like right, we buy right. a bunch of nice stuff and it didn't actually cost that. No, but I'm just saying like, they we, cleared us out though. They, yeah. They cleared us. Like I was pumped. I came upstairs. Right. I'm like, they ate all the snacks. Nobody like, ever eats awesome. our snacks. But why are we all pumped? Because we love serving people. Yeah. We knew that, that, it made a difference in their life. They were hungry. It helped their shoot. Mm -hmm. And that was the whole point. And so from little things like that, all the way to being on set and just listening, I think like having ears to listen to issues, side conversations, like yeah. not eavesdropping, but really just listening to what's going on. Yep. Who needs something? Is is there a frustration? Is there a little fire over there I can put out mm. in two seconds by just saying, saying, hey, I did this already or, oh, yep. don't worry, Bray's coming with this or, hey, don't worry, we have this coming. Just to continually serve and, and create an atmosphere that people want to be in. Yeah. Yeah. We used to say it all the time, like bring the bride a water bottle. It's, it's simple. It's not hard yeah. to serve others. Right. And it's, that's why when you set these core values and you start reminding yourself, they're not only there um, to, to say who you are, but they also, they shape you. If you don't feel like you're currently living out or your team is currently living out all of the core values that you wish you had, still write those core values. Yeah. It's right. not necessarily yeah. just this is who I am. It's more this is who I want to be. This is who That's I good. strive to be. And as you remind yourself through doing the weekly, you know, core value of the week, um, as cheesy as that can sound, like it it keeps it top of mind. And yeah. the more that you keep these things top of mind, it just shapes who you are because yeah. you're in that situation and somebody says something and in your mind, it's like, oh, I could serve others right now. Or mm -hmm. I could you know, we'll go through the other, I'm not going to spoil the other ones, but, <laughs> but they'll come coming. into your mind as I'm on the phone with clients. Um, you know, I can, I can clearly tell them and confidently tell them that like, we will serve you guys and we'll put our full effort into this because yeah. we believe in providing as we, we believe in providing more value than we ask in return. And so yeah. it just becomes part of your language. It becomes part of who you are and it it's all, not limited to just the workplace. Like Darren said, it's yeah. also, it, it translates right into the edit too. Um, I was thinking about this as we filmed one of our friends bands, uh, the other day and 
you know, the deliverables were like, oh, we just want a couple pieces of content for social, like for TikTok and Reels. Mm -hmm. And then they wanted like one video for uh, just of the center angle to submit um, for like a Battle of the Bands thing to like win to play a cruise thing. Um, anyway, I was editing it this week and I'm like, I already have it all lined up. I have things like, I'm just going to export like quadruple or triple the amount of content because yeah. I can. Like right. it, it's going to take me a little bit more time, but I know it's going to add tons of value and mm -hmm. it doesn't do any good sitting on my hard drive. I know some people are going to hate me for saying that of like, <laughs> I just like gave out free content or did extra work, but that's just who we are. That's yeah. what we do. Like the center angle that I was working on, we had a bunch of other clips that Trev and Austin and some guys holding camcorders in the crowd were filming and they wanted it for the single that they're, um, that they dropped and they wanted a whole, whole video of just the center angle. But I was like, if I have four other angles right. that I can put in and make essentially a live music video and that's what we did. Yeah. It turned out really sick. And Super yeah, sick. it took me like another hour because I wanted to find every single clip that was usable mm -hmm. so we can cut and make it really exciting. But it was super fun and they're just like super blessed by it. And so, yeah, yeah it's just, and there wasn't like overtime or we didn't charge extra right. or we delivered too many videos. Like it was just like, hey man, here, like it was awesome to work with you. And now the next time they want to do video, I bet you a million percent they're coming back to us. Yep. hundred percent. And here's the key with that. Before you get onto the like, well, this is getting you into a really weird position where you're over delivering and you're sacrificing hold yourself and your hold your clients to these core values. Yeah. If there's a client that you can tell just isn't willing to serve you back as a client or isn't willing to honor you, cut that client relationship off. Yeah. We've we've told clients no more in the last few months than ever before and I think it's because we have an idea of we don't we don't want the types of relationships that are going to take advantage of our willingness to serve others. Yeah. We yeah. want the type of clients that it's a two-way street, that mm -hmm. they serve us, we serve them, and it's just a beautiful relationship over time. Yeah. And so you just have to be conscious of that. Like with everything, um, doing things for exposure, doing things for discounts, you have to you have to have a level of awareness of who the client is and if, if it's worth it. Mm -hmm. um, and for this client, like it just, it made sense. And so yeah. you kind of get a feel for that as well. Um, but again, using those core values as the, the Northern light for your clients. What's the next one? Uh, honor each other. Honor, honor each yeah, other. Yeah, do you want to read that one? Yeah, I'll or read this someone? one. Um, I need my coworkers and my coworkers need me. I am able to set aside my personal preferences or opinion to show honor and serve the mission and vision. That one could be... Uh, that's that's humbling. It, it is. It can humble and, you. <laughs> and I have to remind myself of this one. A leg sweep, yeah. They will. Yeah. <laughs> but but if you look at it on the flip side of it, leg sweeping me, like putting putting my own yeah. things aside, it's like a huge growth opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's it's huge. If you can for once step back and be like, okay, we don't have to take my idea on this, you can learn a lot from the yeah. other people on your team, regardless of what position you're sitting in or what role you're playing that day. Um, yeah, this this is a really great one. This one also like really applicable outside of work mm -hmm. it's applicable to clients applicable to us as a team um which i think just is a testament again to how well you guys kind of crafted this and the intentionality and thought that you put into it but um honor each other yeah that's definitely that's another one that 
I see really clearly that I've learned a lot about what that means just from being here and what it actually means to honor. And probably my my um, favorite aspect of honoring that um, maybe wasn't top of mind before when I would just think of on- how you honor people, but this is honoring people when those people aren't in the room. Mm. And this is honoring clients when you're talking about them to other people or um, well, you know whether that's information you should keep to yourself or sharing about the team or whatever it is. Um, it's it's are you gonna honor somebody with the way you speak about them and mm-hmm. talk about them when they're not there, when mm-hmm. they're not around? And so I love that particular application of mm-hmm. this value. Um, and again, bleeding like into our team, I just think we do a really awesome job with that. Back. Yeah, I just saw a fly. Stupid oh, fly. We're all fly hunters on this show. Us for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to get him. It's got our absolute number. All right, Dang. before we get distracted okay. by the fly, um, <laughs> I think one thing I wanted to point out about honor each other, this could very easily be abused mm-hmm. um, by leaders. And I think this this value is abused by leaders all the time of like, it's very much a one-way street of like, you need to put away your personal preferences to be able to submit to me. And that's not at all the way that we wrote this because if you're not willing to be challenged as a leader, if you're not willing to, as the quote unquote boss, put your preferences aside and be able to take somebody else's advice or to be able to listen to your team member or let someone else have an idea. And that's something I'm not perfect at. Um, I'm working on being less controlling when it comes to shoots and how I think the way things should be done. And so I think you can show honor to the people that, um, that you employ or that you're leading by asking for their opinion. Hey, Mm -hmm. what do you think about this? Or what do you think would be better here? Um, and so that's something that I'm, I just, I want to continue to work on because I never want to be the leader that just assumes that it's my way or the highway and your opinion, you know, doesn't really matter and you need to just honor me. Yep. Um, and so that was just one thing I wanted to point out because I know uh, the the cynics out there are thinking like, oh, well, that's easy for you to say. And that's <laughs> what I would be doing. And right. so, uh, and I've been in those relationships before where I felt like whenever I had had feedback that I either couldn't bring it to them because it would get just shut down um, or like I couldn't challenge the way things were done because it there was a level of like, well, if you honor me, then you would just respect the way that it's done. Yeah. And so- um, just want to clarify on that one. Right. And one easy way to honor someone is listening to them, just mm-hmm. giving them a chance to give, you know, their thought process mm-hmm. or their reasoning behind something. So, um, you know, maybe maybe there is a way that it should be done or a better way. And, you know, you've suggested that, but at least taking the time to say, hey, what do you think about this? What would you do? And if, you know, if they explain something, then it gives you the opportunity again to say, that's awesome. This is why we, we are not going to do that. Or this is, or maybe it's like, oh, that's a great idea. I didn't Mm -hmm. think about that. You know, just listening to people is a super easy way to honor them. Yep. It's great. Next. Next one is do the best with what you have. Oh, that's a that's a that's a good one. Ooh, that's the best one. The I think we probably yeah. talk about that one the most. This one's in the in smack dab in the middle. Yeah, and I think it's also just happens to be the one that like the spotlight that we have on it just <laughs> hits the hardest. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it really is like the most core because it it reflects 
serving others and honoring each other. Doing the yeah. best with you with what you have means honoring someone with maybe a little bit of resentment in your heart or maybe not being super pumped about their idea. Mm -hmm. um, so the, reading the description, it says, I'm always thinking of ways to push the limitations that are placed on me, whether it be time, gear, or something else. I actively look for ways to make the most of what I have and instead of viewing it as a reason why I can't. Oh, sorry. I actively look for ways to make the most of what I have instead of viewing it as a reason why I can't. I ask, how can I do this instead of, can I do this? Yeah. I love this one. It's like how I've lived my life. There's like nothing more that I hate than a lack mindset. Of like, oh, I just can't do this. Or I don't have enough stuff. Or yeah. I don't have enough gear. Like there's so many shoots that I've just had to make crap like happen before we even started this company. I mean, I didn't have a ton of gear. Like, I, you know, even when I first started having a Gotta Canon, be scrappy. Canon T3, like just figure it out. Like, in you know anymore like this phone can do a ton like yeah when we planted our church like i used this phone and made content all day long just for social and different things um there's just so many assets and resources in 2023 that it just yeah do the best what you can means or with what you have is whatever you have in your hand currently not like oh i wish that i had you know all the stuff that Parker Parker Wolback has, or I wish yeah. I could take or Peter McGriffin, Peter McGriffin, McGriffin. Wish I had all the stuff he had. Or like yeah. watching YouTube and just drooling over all the gear. Yeah, we do that, or we have done that before. But right. you know, we've we had two A seven threes for like freaking five years. Yep. <laughs> like, were panel lights and were panel panel lights, which are panner nights. Panner. I can't even talk now because we're talking about Peter McGriffin. <laughs> But, That's my favorite YouTuber. <laughs> He's my favorite YouTuber. Um, anyway, it's inside joke. But, yeah. uh, but saying like, yeah, you can you can take whatever you have and make the most of it. And yeah, then you start making money and you save it and then you buy new gear. Um, that's that's what we did. And, you know, we didn't take out some crazy huge loan to buy a bunch of stuff up front to look cool on social media. No, every time we get something cool, we post it on social media yeah. and then just move on with life. And then we get something new and post it. And, you know, it isn't super often or, you know, we've had the same lens kit since we started this company. Um, we have since bought a couple other lenses, but I mean, yeah, we've rented stuff and we play around with different things, but we, we don't move on buying things quickly. We like to test things. We usually um, see other companies that are doing things really well and then we're trying them out because they're a fraction of the price. And so um, we're super rooting for all the underdogs and uh, it's it's all paid off and it's, it's all perfect timing. But um, we've always lived by that as doing the best of what we have because we could, what's the point of starting a company being just pissed off already because you don't have the right gear or right. the right camera <clears throat> or you have jealousy or envy set in right away. So you're not going to create anything. You're not going to be creative. You're not going to have a great spirit about what you're doing. And so there's no point, like, just don't do it. Don't start. If you don't, if you think you need gear to start a company, then you probably just should stop because there's endless amount of, there's an endless amount of gear. There's an endless amount of lighting. There's an endless amount of lenses and tricks of the trade and, and all of the things above, like yeah. you can always get more, but what do you have right now? What can you do? Just do the best with whatever you have right yeah. now. 
Yeah, that bleeds like good stewardship into everything else mm. in your life. And yeah. if you know how to not only use what's at your disposal, disposal, excuse me, uh, you know how to take care of it as well. Yeah, mm. and so it's great. You know, that's an important component. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, treating what you have with respect. Oh and man, not with contempt. And I, th- right. I need to remind myself of this value. I think now more than ever because, like you said, we have awesome gear now. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. we've oh, got yeah. sick lights and an FX six, and like, I'm extremely grateful every time I hold the FX six. Yeah. Like, I feel like I shouldn't have this camera because yeah. for so long we just made it happen with what we had and the basic stuff that we had, how which big, is still awesome. How so, big can gee. we build out the a7 III to make it feel like right. a big cinematic <laughs> camera? <laughs> it's one of the OGs right here. Yeah, OG right. lens, Old OG faithful. body. And Dude. if I had to go back and film only on that, like we would we would do it. Right. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be super stoked about it. Having tasted something yeah. different. Having tasted yeah. and seen. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think it's even more important to remind ourselves not only when we're just starting out and have humble beginnings, but when we look back and we're like, wow, look at all of this amazing stuff that we've been able to acquire. Yep. Now, how can I make the best with this? Because now we're right. able to do our best with Man. what we have now should be significantly better than our best with what we had then, because yeah. what we have now has increased greatly. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm getting, so, yeah. I'm getting like, all fired up back here. Cause I'm literally <laughs> thinking about this. Like you were saying, taking care of it. Yeah. Dude, if you only have an iPhone and an Osmo gimbal, like clean your iPhone. Yeah. Make sure it's like not bombarded with a bunch of stuff. Like take care of it. Clean your lenses. Like buy cases for your gear. Like there's such a a massive, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like the mindset around just like taking care of the things that you are blessed with. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even know how to I don't explain. get how people can like abuse their gear. I mean, unless you're like, you make enough money, you don't really care. The type of work that you do just calls for it. I get that, but. <laughs> this is just a little like rabbit hole, but we're just going to do it. Yeah. So like I've, that. because I, I'm generous with my things, my whole life I've always like gifted out things or, or let people rent them or borrow them or mm-hmm. not even rent them, just use them. Right. But I would always re- they would always return more scratched. The eyepiece is gone. Mm. The lens cap is gone. The SD cards aren't even mine. They're different ones. The battery isn't even the brand of battery that I gave. And I'm like, this is insane to me. Yeah. Like if I were to borrow someone's stuff, if anything, I'm buying them an extra lens, right. like an yeah. extra lens cap or an extra battery or giving them maybe an SD card or something mm-hmm. because of what they were allowing me to do. And it's bizarre to me. Like that A7 III right there doesn't yeah. have an eyepiece and that's not from our team. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, right. it's just crazy to me. And so just take care of your stuff. Like, yeah, you're going to misplace things or accidents happen. Sure. Austin drops cameras all the time, but right. like- hey. Well, no, I, not all the time. I anymore. dropped that monitor and broke it. Come yeah. on, man. See, we all drop stuff except for me all the time. <laughs> Super humble. No, I've definitely broken things. But it, accidents happen, but it's like a mindset. It's just being grateful for yep. the things that you have. Yeah. I literally like think about that all the way throughout my childhood. Like mm-hmm. you live in a trailer park, paint the walls and like vacuum the house. And that's right. the best house, like Heck best yeah. trailer you're going to live in, you know, double wide, like make it, make it the best that it is. Yeah. And then like, I think that mindset and just, well, it applies to when we moved in here too. I mean, we could have looked at this and like 
man, we're not going to put any time or money into this because yeah. this place is a we don't really want to be here. Like this wall blah, blah, blah. is falling in. This, yeah, this there's feels, mold in the wall. This feels like, good from where you guys are at, but like right. when we rolled up into this spot, like I wouldn't say we're in the ghetto, but I mean, it's it's borderline. <laughs> like yeah, I mean, across the street, yeah. across the street, there's a place called uh, uh, Hamilton, Hamilton Convenience Mart. <laughs> Hamilton Convenience Mart, and yeah. it's it's like going to a movie. Like you're like <laughs> walking into a scene of a movie. Yeah. from like. Friday or like I don't know just it's sketch like just super sketch and <laughs> and it's awesome and we love it and we're appreciative but I mean this place like was cockro- cockroach infested it was like mm-hmm. super disgusting like walls falling in and we came in and made the best with what we could do with it um we put our blood sweat and tears and Austin and I put the like trim on the like we just googled yeah. how to do everything and there's just vlogs about this by the way on there, the channel there is yeah if you want to see see the journey but shouts yeah. out just take care of what you got just like, take care whatever's of it, in your hand just take care of it I know that was like a five to eight yeah. and a half minute it's an important tangent. one though it is important I, I mean passionate. all these are important we're we're passionate about these that's what you know that's, that's why, why they live values. at our core <laughs> exactly so. yeah I need to be sorry uh, pay attention to details is the next one I think this goes along. They, they all kind of go hand in hand, but pay sure. attention to the details specifically. Um, says, I take pride in my work and excellent and am excellent at it. So this is a little bit more focused on tasks and execution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think it applies to all of these, but I pay full attention to the task at hand, no matter how mundane it may be, because I know the impact that one detail missed may have. Yeah. I care fully for what is in my hands. Um, again, like I said, this, this ties in with do the best with what you have, but you have an edit that's maybe not so exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, putting the same attention to detail and caring about that video just as much as Mm -hmm. the big shiny project is what has gotten us from projects that we didn't really love and weren't really excited about to getting some really awesome projects over the years and some really awesome client relationships. It starts in paying attention to those details. I, I, we were traveling through all of the Midwest, Trev and I, this <laughs> couple, these past two days, we just got back last night. Um, and it's just funny to me, like when you get out into these small towns, and it's not necessarily just small towns, but like I walked into the bathroom at this convenience store and it's just like the poop, the, the vanity is literally like rotting and the soap dispenser, like the wallpaper behind it is just like gone completely yeah. and like all of this stuff. And I get like, maybe they don't have the money to fix it, but I, I feel like it's, that's not the problem. It's just right. that they don't even notice that that's an issue. No. Um, and if you are someone who cares about excellence and wants to take care of your clients and do the best with what you have and honor and show service, um, paying attention to the details is imperative really mm-hmm. um and it, it's from everything to what you know sealing the trim in the bathroom that didn't maybe need it but it's a detail that we I have, don't want no bugs coming in my bathroom yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, when we have clients <laughs> no coming in kid. here and like yeah if we were just sloppy with the details not only would things slip through the cracks we'd have people mad yep. at us we'd have clients bail because we weren't communicating or we weren't keeping track of things like we should have been or we're double booking things like it bleeds into everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it ultimately people notice that if you, um, if you're not paying attention to the details and it, it'll lose you work. Yeah. For sure. I, I would say practically in your edit too. Um, you know, some people, I don't know. I'm, 
it's like that back and forth thing where, you know, that 10 percent or what's the gap, like the 25 percent that they won't notice if it's worse or better sure. you know, or whatever. I've always been like against that. I've always been just do the best. Like, yeah, if this clip can be a little bit shorter and and more stable and, you know, better looking or composition could be better or scrub to later in the clip because mm-hmm. it's more compositionally, you know, just something like that. Like those little things that people don't naturally notice, but I do. Um, or, you know, we've all exported a project where there's a black frame left in the project and you're Mm. like, you send it and you're like, like, thank God you can just like replace it on like Vimeo and just tell them to like figure it out or they'll re-download it. But yeah, there's times where that stuff happens. But I would say for me, like every frame matters. Like, yeah. I just care about every frame. And so I'm looking through when we are doing the edit, I look through every single clip. So I see I've seen every single clip that you guys shot at that Beachmont concert. Right. Because I Which looked was through every a, a frick ton <laughs> with the camcorders, with the three different cameras. Like yeah. there was five That's angles a lot of clips. in like <laughs> two hours of footage. I need to five. work on this one because yeah, I'm yeah, usually yeah. like I, I yeah, I don't do nearly as good of a job. So as I know like that scrubbing that I everything. do that because yeah. So that's why typically I'll sit down and and look at the final edit before we export because I know there's if I don't love the shots mm-hmm. in the the final edit I'm going to find better shots right. like I'm just going to I hey, this shot is stupid like mm-hmm. we're just going to replace it or delete it right. and hold on to this one longer like those are the things that I care about they're probably a little bit too obsessive or too much but mm-hmm. if nah. like the drone shot is pulling out and it's really pretty and there's that one frame of the drone stopping or like yep. whatever. Oh yeah. Everyone and their mom that flies drone leaves that crap uh, in the stupid. When they like turn mid shot. Oh, or dude. Like the whole drone. Oh. Change directions. It, oh. like, <laughs> it makes me want to throw up everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm being really dramatic, but here's the thing. We fly really great drone and we crush and I'm never, ever going to put a piece of freaking shaky drone or turning yeah. or like pulling out but then start tilting like yeah. mid shot no nope. like right. nope. do it all at the same time it's fluid clean have somebody be sucked into the film and get excited about it and mm-hmm. that's why I think every frame matters because if something happens I want them to watch it and them to not see anything at all they just want to be I want them to be sucked into the song the yeah. vibe the feel and watch it be like oh my gosh that was amazing right. I never want them to be jarred out of the purpose of the video yeah. Yeah. because I was being lazy in the edit and right. so that's where this I when you read that core value I literally saw me sitting down and editing yeah because that's where that wow. was birthed out of yeah I heard one time I don't remember who quoted this but Confucius you don't you don't want your clients to notice your edit right yeah. Like you want them to get to the end of the video and not have had a conscious thought about the way you cut something or the way Mm -hmm. you edited something. And it's the same with audio and it goes into, you know, all the tricks that we've figured out of how to work around final cuts, crappy audio (laughs) abilities um, that, yeah, you, you don't want people to notice that you cut here or notice your edit. You want them to just be immersed in it. And so, Yeah. Pay attention to the details. Yeah. The last one. Dun, dun, dun. And the least important. Be no, just kidding. grateful. Be grateful. Yeah. Mm. Be grateful. This one I feel like is more for my own health because you can so, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but you can so easily get into a lack of gratefulness and 
social media makes it so easy with comparing mm. to other people mm-hmm. or comparing your clients to other clients or to other people's clients. And if you root yourself in gratitude yep. um, and just think, well, it says, it, thank God <laughs> for us. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's obviously who we're grateful to right. um, is, is we thank God for, all of the experiences and all of the clients that we've yeah. had, even yeah. though not all of them have been necessarily good for us or have worked out, um, we've learned something from each of mm-hmm. those. And yep. I think having that posture of gratitude, um, it, it causes you to think differently when things don't work out. It mm-hmm. causes you to approach clients differently. Um, and it really, yeah, it bleeds into all these other ones, but I think it's ultimately for our health. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, staying sane. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of people that do what we do, and there's a lot of, you know, there's some competition here in Omaha. Obviously, there's the huge hubs of L.A. and New York that, you know, there's people like us there. There's people that do it at a higher level, lower level, whatever. Um, but, yeah, comparison really is the thief of joy. It will it yeah. will put you in a really horrible spot um, mm-hmm. if that's all you can focus on is what other people have and what you don't have. Um and, or, or honestly, it puts you in a bad spot too. If, if you focus on what you do have and you're looking down on others who don't, who don't have what you have. Right. Um, yeah. So just a genuine heart of gratefulness and, um, yeah, for us, it's, it's being grateful for what we have, uh, but it's mostly being grateful to the one who's, who's given us. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, that's what, you know, that's what all these really stem from for us is our our faith and uh, pointing back to who the God that we serve is and his goodness and his faithfulness. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I think just to kind of wrap up, at least for my final thoughts on our core values, I think what sets these apart um, is that it's like one cohesive picture. It's mm-hmm. not a it's not a jarring list of like this matters over here and this matters over here mm. and the, you know there's there's not really one setting where one applies and then a different setting where another one applies. Sure. It's it's very cohesive. If you're doing one, you're hopefully doing another one, at least one other one. So I just I love how it's intuitive. I love how it impacts our lives outside of work. Um, you know, this is kind of the the picture of who we want clients to see when they look at Glory Visuals as a whole. Um, but that can't happen and won't happen unless each one of us inside has has full commitment to each one of these. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes us special is is we do. And it's yeah. like, you know, yeah, we're a small team, so maybe that's easier than getting, you know, hundreds of people on on board with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it goes back to hiring and making sure the right people are inside your walls. And yeah, um, yeah if if every person uh, embodies these and on the days where they don't, if the other ones are holding those people accountable, mm-hmm. um, that's really how you get the maximum stretch mm-hmm. out of your core values and the mm-hmm. maximum impact out of your core values, I think. And yeah, I'm just... It's, I feel really, really, really lucky to be in a place that cares about these things Mm -hmm. and specifically these values. Same. Yeah. I think that's why it's so important and why I wish we would have done even sooner. But I mean, I don't think we did it too late. It's never too late. Yeah. Um, But it it is, 
the earlier, the better, mm-hmm. um, the earlier that you can spell this out before you have multiple employees and you realize actually there's kind of a gap here in, in right. values. And there's some people in our organization that don't necessarily live out these values. Mm-hmm. Um, doing it sooner can help you yeah. uh, avoid hiring those people and doing it now can help you know when to fire those people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, True. yeah, our encouragement would be um, begin the process and yeah. tr- take it slow. It doesn't have to be something that's tomorrow. You have these all defined and written out. Start jotting ideas down. Start mm-hmm. building that V1 sit on it, present it to some people, present it to some other business owners around you, people right. in your circle that you've allowed to speak into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously being careful with those people, who those people are, like we've talked about in past episodes, who you let into your circle, but share your core values with those people that are in your circle and allow yeah. them to give you feedback and, and challenge you or speak into those. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, ultimately just try, it, it's a striving. It's something that is a lifelong journey of this is not, I have not arrived at any one of these. It's an active daily choice that I want to be and embody all of these core values. Even if you are by yourself, um, even if you have no employees or don't even have plans of hiring right now, um, still write them down. You yep. may know, like even for you guys as two people, you guys know what mattered to you mm-hmm. and you you knew the, the kind of values that you were holding, but it wasn't written down anywhere. Write those down because yeah. the other thing that that does is holds you accountable to them. Uh, and then sure, when it is time to hire, if you're going to hire, uh, y- you know, you have those already ready to go and you can kind of use that as the check. Mm-hmm. But again, it's also... It's like a selling point too. Maybe it does get you more jobs. If yep. you're able to take a meeting with a client and you sit down and yeah, maybe you talk about the job and if you are uh, capable of of delivering that, but you start pitching some of these core values of why you think you're the best at it because you have them written down even though you're a solo show, that could be the difference. Yeah, that could be sure. the difference for you. So I would encourage you also, if you are by yourself and you don't think, well, I don't have a company to like apply core values to, no matter what you do, like you do have a set of core values, yep. whether or not you know it. And so I would encourage you to identify those, write them down. And again, to Austin's point that I loved earlier, um, even your core values aren't just what you think you are right now. Mm-hmm. Your core values are really who you want to be and, yep. and the characteristics you want to carry. For sure. Uh, and so just keep that in mind when when you're doing that. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Glory Boys podcast. We hope that this was encouraging. Um, I know some of it gets gets a little long-winded, but this was a very passionate uh, subject for us. Obviously, you can, as you can tell, if you made it to the end. Um, but yeah, hopefully this inspires you to write core values. Get mm-hmm. some things jotted down. Maybe read the first few chapters of Traction. Um, just take a step. If, if you're really passionate about starting a company, these are some fundamental steps that you have to take when starting a company. If you want to catch up with us on social, if you want to keep up with, on, with us on social, uh, find all the golden nuggets of these episodes Follow us on Instagram at the Glory Boys Pod, on TikTok at the Glory Boys Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, our main channels for the company that we've been referencing the whole time is on Instagram at Glory Visuals, YouTube at Glory Visuals. You can find us anywhere. This podcast drops on Spotify, Apple, 
anywhere else you can find to watch or listen yep. the podcast. And uh, thanks for joining us. We will see you in the next episode. And go follow us because you're yo, yo, cool. Yo, yo. Subscribe. Bye. Like. <laughs>